0: up your dirt bags. My name is Luke Aggebrotten and we are here with Mr. Luke Payne. How we doing?
1: Cheers brother. Good. How are you? I I would cheers you but I got an empty glass because I know you and I did our pre-pre-podcast. Yeah we so should have. I, I drank I it all.
0: I should have brought a cooler up here and get some refills because I actually switched it up. I uh if you notice I've got a you beer. You have some beer. There. Yeah. Blue Moon. Nice. Um you know I I think the last six or eight podcasts in a row I've just done that Maker's Mark whiskey and it's great yep. but uh I think it's the heat. I'm sitting up here and it's pretty hot upstairs and uh, Arizona heat, 111 degrees today. I'm like, honestly, I don't know if a glass of whiskey will do it for me. So, switching it up a little bit.
1: I would say whiskey is definitely, I mean, whiskey isn't universal. You can have it at any type of heat, but I feel like it tastes better in the winter.
0: For sure. 100%. And yeah, so I'm not saying I was getting burnt out on it, but I just had to switch it up for one.
1: Hell yeah, man. I am not a huge Blue Moon fan. So, I'm not. Going to say I'm gonna switch anytime soon. Um, but I was gonna say, when are we going to build our studios out? Because when I build the one here in Fargo for the dirt bags, I'm having like a full bar next to mine.
0: Oh, I like it. So I actually, if if anyone's watching on YouTube, um huge changes here. So I turned my desk around. So um got Big kind of a mini studio going, but I was just thinking about it because at, at our house, um, I have my own office here. So Luke is actually thinking about like, how could we make this more into a studio? And so if anyone anyone has any ideas or any products on Amazon to send over, send them my way, because I would like to make it more of a permanent studio where now it's just kind of my desk, mic, got the box light. Um, But Luke, I mean, your, your background always looks good
1: there. I have a shelf with what was supposed to be Lila's Christmas presents. And I took them. now your backdrop. Yeah, now they're my backdrop. Yep. So, sir, sorry, Lila, for ruining your fun, but they're mine now. So, but yeah, I do need, I would like to do, Cole and I have been talking about finally building shops here soon and like office space. And then when we do that in Fargo, I am definitely putting some sort of like podcast recording studio in
0: there. It would be sweet to have this set up um, and, uh, like the live setup where you have like the mics, yeah, the cameras already set up because we and I don't know when this is going to come up. But we're gonna have Doug Castles on again. and the the first time we had him on is at Con Expo is our first live show um first live podcast. And Brandon helped a ton. like without him, we couldn't have done it, but it was a bit of a mess. like there was, it was so a mess. Many- it was loud. So many variables, like there's cameras, there's lav mics, there's mixers. And I'm like, man, I kind of miss the days of just popping up the laptop and hitting
1: record. I, I hate to go back to like the blast from the past, but I somehow came across like the Phaser Friday podcast and I heard the one that you and I recorded and Luke, it sounded so bad on my end. I'm like, how the fuck did anybody (laughs) hear what we were saying?
0: Oh, on your, like on your mic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, and that was, that was like pre-mic before the styrofoam. That was like phone in hand.
0: Yeah. And funny story too. I don't know if you remember this, the first podcast we ever did. So it was my first ever episode of a podcast. And for people listening, this is a year before the dirt bags. I had my own podcast called Phaser Friday. The last Friday of every month we'd launch it. Luke was my very first guest. And I guess it was the last
1: one too, wasn't I? I, Uh
0: one of those ones, I think. And um so I'm like ready to go. I'm like, I've got my black
1: wore like shirt and tie.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've got like my black dress shirt on. I've got my notes. I'm like all prepared. And I'm, you know, even like a little nervous. I'm like, this is the first podcast. This is gonna be this is gonna be revolutionary. And uh, you know, eight o'clock comes around, Luke jumps on and he's in his truck on his I was driving.
1: I was driving, (laughs) yeah,
0: dude we're going to have to reschedule. This.
1: Yeah. You got mad at me. I remember you're like, mm, this yeah. ain't going to work. And I was like, dude, sorry, I'm working. And no, you like, it, yeah. I think it was,
0: it was worse than mad. I was just like a little disappointed. I was like, no, <laughs> we're going to have to,
1: I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> we're
0: going to have to move this. So it actually, for anyone, um, that hasn't seen it, I believe it's still up. Um, unless we decide to go back and take it down, but I haven't listened to that and two or three years now so it uh we actually funny enough we made the
1: detroit lakes newspaper on that
0: on came out
1: we did and i don't know how the fuck we did but
0: yeah is the only time we ever made the newspaper, made the newspaper. For the podcast yes.
1: no, yeah fuck that was funny um <laughs> classic little blast of the past there um but yeah luke um like we had kind of talked about before the podcast but luke and i've got some changes coming to the structuring of the dirt bags, we are going to start introducing some segments. Um, We're going to keep, you know, kind of the normal flow as we have right now, every other Friday, be knocking one out. Um, But we're going to kind of transition more into um, kind of some random episodes as well. You know, like a, like a Q Q and A question segment to where we answer some questions, just because I feel like we get a lot of questions, Luke, and we don't get to answer a lot of them. So we want to take some time and kind of go and answer those. Um, and then if anybody, we're kind of modeling after the Frizella podcast. If anybody yep. has listened to, um, I can't. Andy. What, yeah, Andy, but what is his podcast name? He's Re- my,
0: Real uh, AF, isn't it?
1: Is it really? It used to be MF CEO. Now it's Real AF. And I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's probably Real AF. But how yeah, he's got like the Q&As. He's got the real talk. He's got, you know, the CTIs. Luke and I are going to kind of transition our podcast to kind of model after that, to hit a couple of different segments and topics and, you know, have some, have some different conversations.
0: Yeah. And I think the nice thing about the Q and a, cause that'll be a new segment, like everything else will be somewhat the same. Um, but the Q and a will be nice because it's almost going to be like a watered down dirt university, like a, because, you know, we're not necessarily the experts. And so if people don't care about our opinion, that's okay. Um, but There are, we do get a lot of questions that we can answer and we can give our opinion on. And so um, I see those as just kind of the quick hitter episodes where we go through a few of the questions. We send it out on just a random day. So it might come out on a Wednesday, a Monday, a Saturday. But Luke, like you mentioned, we're still going to keep every other Friday going and we're going to kind of mix those up between um, having our guests on, like we normally do. So probably having, you know, a guest. And then the next one we'll have another guest and then we'll have like a a podcast like this where we kind of go into, um, you and I dive deeper into some topics and then we just have the one-on-one, which is separate from the Q and A.
1: Yep. And you and I will kind of, we'll, we've done it before to where like we've touched on topics, but we haven't really like between you and I really dove into those topics, you know, and if we're lucky, maybe Luke and I will get into an argument on certain topics and, you know, you guys can hear us actually argue for the first time.
0: Yeah, I could see it happening. I mean, I can uh, see it. I don't know what it'll be on, but uh yeah, no, I'm excited for that. I think you know, I'm excited to continue adding more structure. Um, you know, you and I, when we first started this, we didn't want it just to be two guys bickering just for fun, just to have a podcast. It was like we wanted this to be a business, we wanted this to make money, we wanted this to have impact. Uh, and we're doing all those things right now, and uh but we can't do it without everyone listening, supporting, signing up to Dirtbags University, like listening to the podcast. And because I feel like, and Luke, maybe you think differently, but I feel like because we're taking that approach of like, we want this to be a business, like this isn't just a, a free thing. Like, I, I feel like we're getting more support from that. And because we, we can bring in better speakers because we're paying the speakers. We can bring in, and this is for the uh, webinar, we can bring in like more resources. We can pay a producer to produce our episodes and make us look halfway decent or sound a little bit better. And so, it uh, we couldn't do that if you and I were staying up till 1 a.m. editing every single episode.
1: No, we couldn't. I also think the value add to you know presenting this as a business, as a for-profit business, is it keeps you and I accountable too. Because I know there's times like you'll text me at like a three on a Tuesday and be like, Hey Luke, we're recording tonight at seven 30 and I'm in a dozer or something. And I'm like, fuck, I got to make that, you know, if it was, if it was more for like fun, I just be like, no, dude, sorry. Can't, can't make it happen.
0: Right. Let's just, let's skip this one. Let's, we'll do it next week. And, and granted, you know, we have done that, but I mean, in the last year and a half, you know, we started this February, 2022, we've only missed like, one, maybe two. And then mm-hmm. we you know quickly fall come out that Monday that Monday with an episode. So, um, and this is advice for anyone starting a podcast, consistency is going to be the make or break factor for you. And with consistency, if you are the one that's editing every single show, um, uh, maybe at the beginning you can do it. But it is almost impossible, in my opinion, to keep up that consistency because, you're not going to make a ton of money podcasting for a very long time. So you if you're the one editing, you're the one recording, you're going to have to have a full-time job or business as well. And you're just going to be burnt out. So Luke, I still love podcasting. And because all we do is we hit record. We have a couple drinks. We, we hit stop talk.
1: and we send it to Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon's the man. He's the man that fucking makes us sound good. Um, One note that you kind of brought up to Luke is, I want to talk about the value of podcasts, right? Obviously you and I, the podcast itself, we don't make really any money on, right? It's the opportunities that present themselves with the podcast, right? I'm it's so like- so glad you brought that up. It's like athletes with sponsorship deals, blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't make any money podcasting, but there's one huge thing that I know that has helped, you know, both you and I, as far as like the credibility standpoint, right i know there's been like five different people that have been like hey i'm i've listened to your podcast i love how you structure that and how you are just open and there's no like door closing there's nothing yep. and how you run your business is out there they're like i love that i want to come work for you so for me it's almost kind of like a recruiting piece as well
0: yeah dude i'm actually so glad you brought that up i've been really um thinking about that and writing about it the last couple of days Uh, Because a lot of people that, you know, maybe they're doing YouTube or they're doing podcasting or they're making some money on Instagram reels, or, you know, there's all these creator funds, which are amazing. But if that is your only focus, like my opinion is you're going to get screwed eventually because when the algorithm shifts or when you get demonetized, you're screwed. So what I always say is use these platforms, you know, podcasting, YouTube reels, TikTok, As a channel to your actual business, your actual money making business. So that's whether that's a product, that's a service, that's recruiting, for me, that's marketing services. Like it will only accentuate like your actual business. But that is always my opinion. That's why I'm always so big on websites because you actually own your domain, you own your own website, you own the content on there. Facebook page, even though it's your own Facebook page, like you don't own Facebook. And so they can change that and do what they want. Yeah, and so y- utilize them as tools, as channels. Utilize them to go to your actual business. So I think that's so true in podcasting, Luke. You and I have heard it so many times where people start a podcast and want to want it to replace their full time job. And doesn't happen if if you're if you try and make you know five k a month or whatever you make at your job, doing that podcasting while paying for expenses and everything else like it's it's going to be a a tough reality.
1: Yeah, I think you and I are a year and a half in, and I don't think we've made a single dollar on the podcast itself.
0: Yeah, but we've made quite a bit of we've money. Made money
1: with the podcast, but not with on the, the
0: podcast, podcast. Yes. exactly. And that's where it's at too. It's it's how can you leverage your podcast and let your audience know it too? I think that's very important. Your audience trusts you, um, and your audience cares what you have to say. And so, if you are openly telling them, like I use this, you should use it, or these people um, you know, you have to do that in a way that you trust them. So like for us, we're not just going to bring on a product that we don't like, or we don't trust because, you know, we're going to get screwed over as well.
1: A hundred percent going back to, um, kind of the segments of the podcast as well as we're on that topic. Again, why we podcast is because we can get to so many more people, right? It's just a, it's just a really big reach, which is why, you and I are kind of trying to get into these different categories as far as like the show itself. So I just want to reiterate to people like, Hey, if you have something that you want questions on, or you want talked about, or you just want to bring light to send it to us because chances are Luke, you've probably heard about it. I might've experienced it. If not, we can probably find somebody that might have some knowledge or know how on there, and then we can get them on the show.
0: Yeah. Even a quick example to that. Um, you know, I had a good friend reach out uh, yesterday and just say, you know, when's the next Dirtbags University? And you know, we're like, oh, Luke and I are gonna get that date set and get the topic set. And he's like, oh, you should do one on contracts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, very tough webinar to do. Um, mm-hmm. Just not enough content, and you know, can be kind of boring yeah. and not for everyone. And so I'm like, that would be much better in a quick hitter episode where it's like okay Luke and I and maybe we bring somebody else in to help let's dive into contracts but have it be a podcast that's 20 minutes instead of an hour and a half mm-hmm.
1: yeah i there's a lot of really good like webinar like suggestions that we've gotten but like you said there's not enough to them to make them yep. like a full webinar right yeah. like contracts or getting paid or you know dealing with hard, and you know, employees or people that are, that you're working for, you know, things that you can help, you know, yourself, your business kind of relate to them or work with them even better.
0: Yeah. And we learned that firsthand and, you know, most people listening have been, you know, to a lot of our webinars. And so our very first webinar was basically scaling your construction company, like mm-hmm. super easy. We had, um, a ton of panelists that were awesome and it just went way better than we could have ever expected. And right. then the the second webinar went incredible, but the we, Luke you and I kind of did a disservice with the topic that we picked because we did cash flow in construction because our thought was okay everyone's wondering about cashflow. cash flow how do you scale how do you you know work on cash flow but what we didn't look at is that okay that topic can be discussed in detail for a good 45 minutes an hour that's about it. But our webinars webinars are an hour and a half, and so we saw that there's a little bit of a dead period. Where okay, how can we pick something from you guys that's that's broad enough, but also we can dive deep, um, you know, deep into and give you guys
1: the most value. Yeah, like going back to the cash flow one. Every I there there's so many people that want to know more about cash flow. I don't think you can ever stop learning about how to improve the cash flow of your business, okay. right? But it is so based off of your business to where you really can't get broad. You really got to kind of dive into more of like the personal aspects of your business in order to really understand it. You can give some suggestions, but they're going to be very, very broad suggestions compared to like the one Trevor did on bidding and estimating. You know, he can tell you our whole process. Obviously, our process is going to be different than everybody, but people can take different parts of that process and implement it into their own.
0: Yeah, the one with Trevor we just did was awesome. That's I, mean, a good one. I, I think I really like the numbers ones because mm-hmm. like when when we're talking spreadsheets, because I'm not a numbers guy, I'm not a spreadsheet guy. And so when you have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about and can also speak English and like walk you through it and go through the basics and not just ramble on, um, those are you know diamonds in the rough. So uh his was awesome. Obviously, Will's was awesome, and That's uh, great. you know, um, you know, even the leadership one with Dave and Aaron, like that was a very different one, but it it hit on a lot of good points. And to have those two, like their opinions and their expertise, it's just so cool to sit in a room with them and basically just ask them questions and have them
1: kind of do their thing. It that was a totally different webinar because that was that was credibility within the industry, right? 100%. Those those are two people that have seen a lot, that have learned a lot, that know a lot. That could really answer those questions well. Yeah. And they can kind of dissect them and point out, like, hey, you're looking at it the totally wrong way. Right. Right. I, I just, I think of my question that I remember I asked Aaron. He's like, you're thinking of it, you're thinking about yourself as an employee, Luke. Right. People don't want to look at it that way if they're your employee. And it, it kind of brought a reality to my eyes. Yeah. So, you no.
0: Know, it, it, and it's always great too to have people that don't always agree with everything you say and to be like, no you're thinking of it wrong and, you know, kind of doing it respectfully. um, But also just like people that aren't afraid to like push back a little bit and be like, no, this, I think it's going down more, you know, this route. And so um, those two were awesome just to, to have on and, and uh, yeah, I know we got to kind of finalize our, our next Dirtbags university. I've already had a few people asking about it. So uh, we've been trending upwards, which is awesome. You know, on average, we're having about 50 uh, people sign up from all over the country. We had, I think five zip codes or uh, five time zones on the last one Hell yeah. um, to where Connor was, you know, he's in, well, Australia, in Australia. Australia. So yeah. it, it was like a 1130 in the morning. So he was drinking coffee.
1: Yeah. As we were drinking whiskeys. I love yeah. It,
0: it happens.
1: Um, but yeah, that's going to be kind of how we go forward with the podcast. And again, we want to try to pivot to get the most use out of it and the most like knowledge that we can to our listeners obviously because I feel like Luke we're we're growing right we're seeing a lot more downloads we're seeing a lot more plays I've noticed our you know our ratings our people are rating us more and you know we rely on you guys to help with that content as well though right because I only have my struggles Luke you only have your struggles it's good to know like what other people are experiencing as well, or even if they're not struggles, but it's good to have those talking points because I'm sure they're relatable somehow that you and I can touch base on.
0: Yeah. And other and people be,
1: have that same relatability
0: for sure. And to be fair, I think we have, you know, I've, all the dirt bags have been sending them in. They've been listening and, and engaging with that, but we haven't done a good job of using a platform to like discuss those in detail. Like we've kind of maybe slipped it in in a webinar or maybe slipped it in with, with, a podcast guest, but we haven't totally addressed it. So um that's something I'm excited about to have a whole segment like dedicated to that. Like, like I said, kind of a watered down mini uh, webinar that we've been doing, but more of a Q and a session.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And just getting diving more into it. Like we always, we always say we're going to dive in these, which we do, but this is a whole new way that we can do that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of pivoting a little bit i know i called you the other day um potential
1: we might go to houston in october you i'm signed up so we just signed up you signed up i've got my confirmation number and everything i haven't paid them yet but i gotta pay them i gotta send a check
0: all right there we go so um would would i just come as your team or can you sign up
1: individually you can sign up individually from what i from what i believe basically it's just the for anybody that doesn't know the Dirt World Summit is in Houston, I believe the BuildWit team, they're going to have some incredible speakers there. And it's all about, you know, it sounds like team building, um, just, you know, building the relationships with your team, how to be a leader, how to kind of present yourself as a leader, just a, just kind of a cool summit to really hopefully learn and divulge some of the information. I know Jocko yeah. is a speaker. Uh, I think Randy is speaking yep. as well. Pretty sure,
0: um, Aaron speaking. He's got Aaron's a full speaking. keynote. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, they're loaded. I think, um, yeah, like you mentioned too, the the leadership part. They have like a full day dedicated to that. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, I know a few guys going too, and like uh, Jared Kepfer with Arrow Crushing. I was just talking to him. He's going, and he's bringing two of his young guns down, so they can kind of learn more about leadership and like. Yep. I could see them potentially going into like a project manager operations role within the company. And so uh, really just investing in yourself, investing in education, invest, investing in development, um, but also having a good time. I think there is a golf outing the first day. There is. Um,
1: Are we doing the golf outing? Luke? I would sign up for it.
0: I would. So if, yeah, yeah. let's just plan on it. Um, I think it's like Tuesday or Wednesday, but um, yeah, I got to work on, work on my swing a bit more, but uh, I think that'd be fun.
1: I'm a scratch golfer. So I'll carry the team. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'm sure. I I I am actually a shoot 70, 75, baby. I actually, it's great. I, I love golfing. So people don't know that, but I'm not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good golfer. Um, in July, I have a weird, there's like four days where it's strictly golf. And I called Cole on this the other day. And I was like, Hey, just letting you know, this day, this day, this day, and this day, I'm going to be golfing. I said, but they're for Western, right? Western's a sponsor in one of the events. Cause it's out yeah. in the oil field, right? <laughs> You're making connections. And he's like, no, man, no worries. Sounds, sounds good. I'll just be doing my thing behind the books. You keep schmoozing. I was like, deal. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Dude. That's awesome. No, I, uh,
0: I love golf outings when it's like, kind of more of that like fundraiser or event where it's, you know, like okay, let's do a four man scramble or let's pair up. I think that's the most fun cuz everyone's kind of like in the same boat where you want to have a good time but I feel like we're all so competitive that like I don't want to get blown out of the water. Like I want to win too. I want to
1: win. There's one that it's a two day event. It's a Saturday Sunday in this week, right? And it's out in western North Dakota. It's like an oil field like promotion one and whatever. Uh but the winning team gets 75 grand. So we are stacking our team. So I'm like, it's no. we're we're I'm going with one of our GCs because we we've golfed with them in the past and they're a fun group to golf with. But they asked me if I would golf with them, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm golfing with you. Wow, seventy yeah. five k, seventy five grand is like your big purse, and then there's like individual sports bets that you can make like on the side and like so, closest yeah. to pin and oh like yeah oh yeah no but there's there's like sports betting somehow i don't know how that works but like you can place bets on teams you can place bets on like players because then there's like certain holes on like only this player can shoot a score wow. so you can like bet on their score and oh yeah we're in it to make some money on that one
0: is that out in like williston area
1: or where is that it's in out? Watford city yeah
0: Watford city i wonder yeah. if uh uh, three forks and our one core services. If they're out there, I think they always do that. Oh, they gotta tournament.
1: be, they gotta yeah. be. Yeah. Dude, so we sponsored a beer cart. So you'll see a Western beer cart rolling around. It's, it's awesome. a really good connection piece too. So, dude, that's good stuff.
0: Um, no, I love to see it. And just like, yeah, I mean, I think the, the point is too, is like getting out there and working on yourself too. I had somebody tell me that the other day. Um, you know, cause I've been kind of working through that of just like, you know, I've kind of pulled myself out of the business mm-hmm. in, in a sense, you know, where I'm still very much in it, but I don't have to be operations focused yep. and, you know, I've been going through some coaching and they're like, go work on yourself, go, go do, you know, development, educational things, like things like that. I'm like, All right. Sweet. Might as well. Yeah. Really been focusing on that. And even just relationship building, like planning a few flights, like go going out to visit a bunch of clients and things like that. But I think that's so big. And a lot of times we can just get buried in our work where all of a sudden five, six years go by and you haven't like even done anything, developed anything or like increased, um, you know, your knowledge in business. So, uh, I'm excited for that, you know, chapter and, uh, especially heading down and meeting a bunch of guys in the dirt
1: world. You as a leader have to take that initiative to do it though, right? Like, cause if you're buried in your business and you are like, I can't get away and blah, blah, blah. You need to do some thinking, right? Your business should be able to run without you. You got to put the right people in place to run. If you can't do that again, you got to reevaluate because the business is only as good as the leaders, right? So if the leaders don't know certain aspects or, You know, whatever the case may be, as far as like the education standpoint, they are limited, right? Your ceiling is here to where if you keep improving, you keep learning, you keep, you know, going to these places, you keep introducing your, you know, yourself to these new people. You're going to continually elevate yourself.
0: What would you say would be your first hire? So your one man show, do you hire an operator first? Like when do you end up hiring that person that can end up kind of managing some of the projects for you?
1: Definitely. I mean, op- operators for sure, you know, operators yeah. and laborers are going to be your first hire in business, for right? Sure. Because I feel like once then you can trust them to do the job, right? Yeah. And you can, you as the business owner can get more of what the business owner needs to get done, whether it's paperwork, whether it's getting caught up on invoicing, whether it's getting, you know, checking out projects, right? On On the smaller scale side, it's your laborers and operators. Okay. Once you kind of grow out of that, right? Obviously, you have your laborers, operators. Maybe you need a front desk gal, okay? Maybe you don't have time to take all of these calls. Maybe you don't have time to print off all of your bills, right? Maybe they can help you with the payables and the receivables, okay? Then after that, once you start, and again, this is all opinion-based, but this is how I would do it, right? And then after that, okay, I need more project managers, okay? I want some project managers to look over the operators and laborers to make sure that we are having the quality that I want. So then I can take a step back and start relationship building, right? When I'm relationship building, that's how I'm going to grow my business into different sectors.
0: Where I've really seen the bottleneck, especially in the excavation companies that we typically work with, you know, they're much smaller, they're under 10 million. And the bottleneck that I typically see in like hiring is when, the, when you have to hire a non-revenue generating position, when yep. they are not the ones like, oh, that could be an equipment payment or, oh, they could be out moving dirt for us. Like they're generating revenue. It's hard for a lot of people to say, I'm going to hire an office manager that's going to like field these calls and take all of this off my plate, do all the invoicing, do all the billing because they're like, if I'm paying them three, four grand a month, that's like, they're not generating eight grand a month. But- right. It's the big picture. We're not talking about a couple thousand bucks every month. We're talking about like the big picture of like, what are you trying to grow your business into? Or do you even want to grow a business? And so um, I found that to be difficult for some people is like when you start to hire those type of
1: positions. Look at your business as a whole, right? Yep. Depending if you're, say, you have a wife, right? How can you transition your wife maybe to do that spot or transition, maybe you have a fiance. Hey, you know, we want to make this, or maybe you need, don't even want to go that route. Maybe it could be more of a part-time base. I know sure. companies that would have, you know, these office managers slash accountant ladies come into their businesses two days a week and they would no. get caught up two days a week on invoicing. They'd send out emails. They would, you know, pay bills, whatever. Granted, you can take the, you can still take the phone calls, right? There's, there's so many ways to look at it And so many ways that can really help you. You just have to try.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that really helps me and has helped a lot of people I've worked with is write out everything that you do day to day and just write it all out. And it sounds ridiculous because most people listening are like, oh, I'm going to need like a mile long worth of paper. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, write it all out and then look at some things. It's like, okay, do I have to be doing this? Do I have to be going to the printer and printing out this bill and mailing it? It's like, maybe not like who could do that. And then you start to learn how to delegate and you start to take some of those off your plate. And all of a sudden you start to have more time. You pull your head above water. You can see where your business is going, what your guys are doing on site. And then you can start to kind of you know, you don't have to pull away from the business, but if an emergency happens and you have to go, the business isn't going to crumble.
1: You should, that's, I, th- I like how you brought up that list of what you do next mm-hmm. to that list. You should bring up where you think you're lacking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Say, you know, that could be a really good starting point to show you what areas you need to hire in. Right. If I am, if I'm too busy going to the post office, going to, um, you know, wherever I'm going and I'm, and I'm not out in the field and I can't give my guys certain clarification. Yeah. That tells me I don't need to be doing that because yeah. if I'm not giving them what they need in the field, say they need, say I'm the one that only knows how to lay pipes right? My guys, I tell them how to do it, but then I'm stuck at the post office trying to send off my invoices, but my guys don't know what I'm, don't know what they're doing. I told them what they do, but they need me to show them Yeah, that is costing me more money than it would be probably hiring somebody part-time to take on some of this piddly stuff. As far as emails, as far as sending out mail, right? You got to look at it like that too. How can you make yourself more money by bringing people on? Yeah.
0: I mean, classic spend money to make money. Like hundred percent. Yes. You're going to bring somebody in, you're going to pay them whatever it takes to, to get that stuff done. But at the end of the day, it's going to save you probably a whole lot more money. We see that all the time. <clears throat> Obviously we do digital marketing. So when we start with a company, sometimes the owner will be fiddling with like the website or trying to mm-hmm. learn SEO. I'm like, you make so much more money, like not focusing not on worrying this about stuff. this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, go run your business. Like, we'll take care of this. You know, this is what we do every single day. And trust me, you will make so much more money when you do what you're good at. And yeah, it's just looking at like what you're good at. And also should I be doing this? Yeah. I just, the the easy ones. And also um, I think of my dad, he had a big issue with this. He was reading on like tax law and it was before he had like a good tax guy. And Reading up on tax law and like how to change his business from an LLC to an S Corp. And he's doing all this himself and he has no idea. I'm like, Dad, hire somebody. I'm like, and so I basically had him hire uh Gabe, who's our yep. fractional CFO. And he he loves it. He's like, Yeah, I don't have to do anything. I just pay him every month. I'm like, dude, that's, <laughs> You're like, that's what they're Alex, there for. This is this is what they're there for. And it's it's so freeing. And and uh you can really then become your best self and your best version of a business owner. Um, but you can't when you're just buried in, in stuff
1: that you shouldn't be doing. Right. People over, and maybe I'm ignorant for saying this, but people overcomplicate business way too often, right? There is so many resources out there for you to use, right? There's a lot of checks and balances and there's a lot of like weighing, what are the pros, what are the cons? Yes, but if you really take a step back and look at it from kind of a bird's eye view, Yeah. Take your emotion out of it. And you're going to be able to tell what's working and what's not working. Then you as a business owner have to say, this isn't working. Let's get it out of here. Be done with it. Right. That's how people overcomplicate it is that they bring their emotion into a lot of their decisions.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent, but when you said emotion too, I noticed this probably when I was about a year and a half or two years into business. Um, I used to be like, we'd get like an $800 check from you and it'd be like, oh, that was, here it is. This is awesome. And then like the bank account would go up and then it'd go down a little bit. And I was like, so emotional to it. Um, where now, and I've heard Aaron Witt talk about this. Like, it's just like a number. And I don't, you know, I don't mean that good or bad. It's just like, it is what it is. Like we, we just try to make, money each month. And it, it doesn't like have an effect on me because I see the business like phaser marketing and dirtbags is like a separate entity. Even though I'm a hundred percent owner, I can take out as much as I want. I, the business pays me an employee a salary. And so that's what I make. So whether, whether we make hundred K in a month, 50 K 200 K, it doesn't really matter to me because it's like, as long as we're profitable and we're staying by our principles, which our principles are typically a third, a third, a third.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's if we make a hundred thousand um, dollars, ninety thousand dollars top line revenue, we should do sixty thousand dollars gross profit, thirty thousand dollars net. Like I, I'm super simple, super round numbers, and like you said, Luke, it doesn't have to be as complicated as some people make it sound to be. It's like all these percentage points, all these crazy numbers. Like especially when you're starting out, go very, very simple, and you'll realize that. That's kind of all it is
1: a hundred percent. And we could get down a rabbit hole of this conversation, but I'm going to say it in like my industry, right? In relation to, I'm going to say like social media. And I think this is the problem with a lot of the people coming into businesses right now. They see these cool videos, this cool equipment, you know, whatever it might be. And they're like, I need that to succeed. But that's what ends up putting them out of business because they're overcomplicating their business by telling themselves, I need this piece in order to succeed. No, you do not need this piece. Do you have work for this piece? No, I do not. Then why the fuck would you buy it, right? And I and I bring it back to like Dylan Mercier. I a yeah. model. I love how he's he the has, man. I mean, the rental king. I told him this the other day, but he is doing so well with what he has. And he's like, Luke, I'm, I'm almost debt-free. He goes, I understand my overhead. I understand like what I need to make. I understand what I want to pay myself and what my goals are. Right. And I'm not overcomplicating it. I'm not looking. He told me he had to get rid of Instagram because he's like, dude, I feel, and I'm, I'm not trying to out him, but this is a great example, but he's like, I feel like I'm behind. And I'm like, you're not behind because a lot of, and I'm not trying to like point fingers at anybody here, but I see it all the time. Don't buy the shit if you don't need it, is what I'm yeah. getting at. Right. And don't compare yourself to another business because they have this nice equipment or this new paint jobs or the end cons versus the non end cons. Right. Don't compare yourself to where other people are. Cause I mean, Instagram is Instagram. Nobody shows the bad. Yeah. Right. So, of course, it's going to look good. Don't overcomplicate it. Do what's best for your business and where you're at.
0: Yeah. If I, I was just going to say, it's funny you brought that up because I was going to say, if anyone wants to reach out to somebody that's doing very, very well and knows their numbers and knows like when to buy something and when to rent, it's Dylan Mercier. It's Dylan. But he you know, like, I did see he kind of jumped off Instagram and he's been kind of MIA. So probably won't be able to reach him,
1: but like- He's back on now.
0: Oh, he is. Okay, good. Yeah, he Let's is. Watch.
1: And and I and if Dylan listens to this, I'm not trying, That was there was no like- I'm not trying to out you in any way, but I think that is a very good example because he's doing very well. Yeah. But he still gets it in his head to where he gets, he compares to other people. Well, maybe I should be here. Maybe I should be here. And by deleting Instagram, he's like, I I have alleviated that headache. I have alleviated that complication in my life, basically.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a great example because, and he even said it on our podcast with mm-hmm. him, one of them, and he's just like, man, like I... I want that equipment. I want it, but like the numbers have to work, and for, they have to make sense. They have to make sense, and for, you know, you can't just get a three twenty five with an Encon to go, you know, pick up sticks and you know, burn some brush. It's like it cool. in, in your backyard. You know, it's got to be. Like, it's got to serve a purpose. And so, um, yeah, like I'm just like so proud of him, and like seeing the way he's doing it. Um, like Luke, you and I said it from the beginning. We're like, this dude is different. Like he's a stud. Now, different. That was Dylan's when,
1: built different. That was
0: back when he worked. I was an employee.
1: Yeah. No. And look at him now. I mean, he's killing yeah. it, but it's sorry to go off on a tangent, but again, that was, that was one of the topics that has kind of bugged me for a while is people associate success off people's Instagrams and they try to compare it to that. Oh, you're doing, it looks like you're doing really well. You have this. If I get that, maybe I'll do the same. doesn't work like that.
0: Let me throw something at you though. Do you think that not from a contractor perspective, but from a homeowner perspective, that that can help? Is like, they see your portfolio and it's like, they must be doing well. They must know what they're doing.
1: Um, I'm going to give them a call compared to like the reverse. I think there's a point of credibility, but mm-hmm. that's all in your content, right? You don't have, like, you can still, like if, if you have a project and you have to rent, fucking take all the photos, all the videos, right? Yep. Nobody has to know that you're renting that piece. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It, to that question, no, I don't think, I don't think it's a big deal, right? If you, if you present yourself on the projects of what you're doing and you showcase those projects and you have equipment in the background, right? It doesn't matter what you have. You still have it for that project. It shows I can get the right pieces for what I need to do. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Even like in our business, you know, we, people look at our website and they see like, Oh, Luke, you have such a big team. You have like 13 people working for you. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing, but they're also all subcontractors Mm -hmm. and doesn't mean they're not part of the team or they're not like, they don't work for a phaser just doesn't mean they're, they're all making $60,000 a year on a salary, you know? And so I always tell people, I'm like, we have one full-time employee and myself, and then a bunch of people that work with us consistently. And so it's like, Nobody needs to know that. Nobody is going to change their mind when they hear that. It's like, "Oh, they just have resources. They know how to get the job done. They know how to bring people or equipment or resources they need to complete the job that you know is being asked of them." So I think it's just being, yeah, resourceful and not doing everything yourself if you, you know, if you can.
1: 100%. But at the same time, people don't have to know. Like you said, if you don't own those resources, you have them right here. they're at yep. they're at your palms. you have access to them. you can get them,
0: yeah, Does it matter if I make a payment oh, every month or doesn't no. matter if like it's still gonna do the same thing?
1: hundred percent hundred percent. So I again, not to go off on a tangent, but I think people should really start looking into that too, especially with kind of it's it's not a down market, but I mean it's, it's getting aggressive. so
0: yeah, things are changing. um, you know, I I haven't paid attention to it as much until like probably the last year, year and a half as we're really getting into it. But um, it's interesting, you know, how it it changes like with the economy and with the market, how it becomes a lot tougher and a lot more aggressive to finance things and to get equipment. And as, as you saw, this must've been what, a year, two years ago, prices of equipment just skyrocketed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: Stupid amounts. Like there was in some of them, it was like 50% that they went up. And they <laughs> yeah. said inflation was like nine percent or seven percent of whatever it was, you know. So the the barriers of entry are a lot higher than what they were too, right? And costs as far as project totals, they haven't changed a whole lot, you know. Obviously, like your supply costs have gone up, yeah, but that doesn't mean your total job cost goes up all the time either. Right. You know? so especially, there's Especially if somebody will do it cheaper. 100%. And, you know, there's, there's people that will always do it cheaper than you. Yeah. Right. But there's still, the way we look at it as like, and Trevor explained it on the webinar, we send you the worst case scenario. Yeah. Right. So ours probably isn't going to be the cheapest, but guess what? If you're building a multifamily building, your numbers on this building are based off of your rents. Right. And if the project doesn't make sense as far as like a budget standpoint to match the numbers that you did your pro forma on, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. You know, so I would rather give the worst case scenario and be like, Hey, if this happens, this is what it's going to cost you. If this doesn't happen, this is your deduct. Right. And then maybe they'll have the option to rework because then hopefully you don't have to do a bunch of change orders on that person. And again, another topic based off that, but
0: do you think that builds more trust when you uh,
1: phrase it like that? Like it's, it's higher, but this is like more of the worst case scenario. So we can avoid some of these change, um, change orders for some. Yeah. You know, there's, there's value in it with some companies and, you know, some or you know, not with others, which is fine, yeah. but if they don't value our opinion and, val- and value our knowledge on what we're doing, I probably wouldn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. I feel like, it goes both ways too, because you do have to get it, you know, aggressive on some, and you, you know, go win it. But at you know, at the end of the day too, it, uh, yeah, it's just business. Like not every deal is going to be the exact same, and everyone's going to be easy to work with. So you know, you gotta gotta fight for some, but also know who you want to work with.
1: Hundred percent. And again, in this industry, so relationship based, right? Yeah. If you start off strong by trying to show like you care about relationships, that's going to help you. You know, if you show that I'm in business to make money, but I'm also in business to try to help you make money, that goes a long way. Yeah. I think that goes
0: further, actually. Like when you have that business mind of like, let's both make money on this. Like, And because I think they respect that you need to make money as well. Mm -hmm. And they know that and they, you know, can kind of see
1: that. Mm -hmm. And you can usually tell the one, I mean, (laughs) low bid basis contractors do not give a fuck about you. Yeah, right? they don't care. And that comes with a lot of like public projects, you know, it, it obviously has to be low bid bit basis. So there's really no relationship building based on that end. But we try to stay away from those people. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's work because if we're not making money, the project is probably going to get delayed, we're probably trying to find ways to where we can save and schedules might not time. I actually have a really long LinkedIn post that I've typed up about this that I'm still editing to make sure it's, like, it's solid. So I, I'm going to post that here soon. All but right.
0: Yeah, so not, if I'm you're not on LinkedIn, planner. get on LinkedIn so you can see Luke's post. Um, yeah. Luke, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've seen more and more contractors start to trickle in and like, they'll like shoot me a connection request with like, they're brand new to it. I'm like, I think they may have taken your advice or like one of us where. I would um, hope so. Getting on LinkedIn dude, it's such a good tool. So awesome. So yeah, if if you guys aren't on it, like if you're going to spend time on any social media, like I think LinkedIn, I jump on for like five, 10 minutes a day and, uh, it's done wonders, but it, um, especially in this industry, you know, you know, construction, it, there's some heavy
1: hitters on there. LinkedIn is the professional Facebook. And I love, I hate going on Facebook and scrolling. If LinkedIn had like some sort of marketplace Oh, I would never go back to Facebook.
0: I think it would ruin it. I think it would ruin LinkedIn. Yeah,
1: I probably I would want but I don't want I love Facebook Marketplace. I hate I, yeah. Facebook, but I love the marketplace.
0: Yeah. No, I only go on Facebook for the marketplace and <laughs> see what we got on there, but see the
1: deals and
0: um but yeah. Um yeah, I guess other than that, uh new segments coming out. So we'll keep yeah. you guys updated on that. We'll probably change like some of the titles so you guys can see it a bit easier uh, and kind of know what you're jumping into. And Luke, now that we have more of like a library of episodes, we can start to kind of categorize them yeah. that way. So if we have any new turn your
1: notifications on too. So when we do post, because some of them are going to be random, you know, then you get notified.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Turn those notifications on. Uh follow the podcast. It helps us. And then also if you're on Spotify or any of the others, you can leave a review. um, yeah, give us a rating. I think we've got a like a good solid amount, like 30 or 40. Um
1: we got no, we got more than that. I think we got 49. I actually looked the other day because I was like, I wonder what our rating's at. Let me look.
0: I I feel like we've never even asked for them either. So we haven't.
1: Thank you. You're right. We're at a 4.9.
0: Yes. 31 ratings. Yeah. One dirt bag gave us probably like a four star.
1: Probably. Damn it. Oh, well, 4.9 is still good.
0: It's that first dent in your car. You know, you got to get it out of the way. You got to get it out of the way. I'd rather have a 4.9.
1: Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) It is. Anyway, I wish it was out of 10. Cause then I'd really strive for the 6.9.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's D plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever grade that is. I don't really care. I just, like, uh,
0: dude. I, uh, I actually had a lot of, as we kind of wrap up here, I had, had a lot of people message me on your, your intro, Oh, uh,
1: my intro <laughs> little preface to that. I was fucking hot <laughs> off a tough day. And then some lady tried to deny our hotel and yeah. It was not good. And I was not very happy at this lady. So I came in hot and I also left pretty hot. So thank you for sticking with us in that podcast.
0: I think you were, uh, you were going for like 20 minutes. So I just like hit record <laughs> and then, and then we I kind was. of just like went right into it, but, uh, yeah. no, I'm glad we kept it in. Um, that was a funny. one. But yeah, I, I don't think I've ever listened to any of our podcasts back ever. Like, so no. I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed that you did that.
1: Um, yeah i don't know why but i just got a wild hair and i just went for it that's crazy maybe we'll do that one of these days but um yeah
0: yeah. so we got lots of cool things coming up if anyone's going out to you know that dirt world summit in houston let us know it'd be fun to you know meet up and and do something together maybe play some golf and might uh, have some blackjack oh in. now we're talking i'm in I, i didn't even think about that yeah um yeah blackjack golf talk some business and then of course um check out the all the sessions there so should be a good time and uh yeah luke any anything else we got cooking
1: i think that i think we covered most of it again the new segment sorry about our little rants that we had and we're just kind of looking forward to the new episodes that we can push out and keep giving us questions keep giving us feedback and we're gonna keep rolling
0: all right let's go I'll see you guys next one